My guest today is a lawyer, an author, and an authority in Nigeria's uh, civic space, Jude Ilo. Um, he has, is a veteran of many Nigerian social, political, and civic causes. But that's not why he's here today. My mom's, my wife screams, sweetie, your daughter is in the pool. And then all of us raced to the swimming pool. He's here because two years ago, Jude lost his daughter, aged two and a half years, named Natasha. But there was a much tougher conversation. Hmm. My five-year-old comes up and says, Tasha is not back. As of course you would assume this shattered the foundations, as it were, of his family. This, he went through the guilt of what should he have done as he a good father. Yeah. How is it possible that this little girl, of all the places she had to go to, she had to go to the swimming pool. How is it possible that a place that was locked when we left, somehow someone went there and forgot to close it? Yeah. One that made him question God, that hit his relationship with his wife and made him write an angry letter to his late father. I wrote a letter to God where I also said the same thing. I'm, I'm done. I've come to the end of my strength. Mm -hmm. I don't know what else I can do. I'm hurting. The pain is not going away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, my wife is hurting. Everybody's hurting. I'm missing her like hell. So mm -hmm. I don't know what else to do. At mm -hmm. this point, I'm done. The author of Kamsi, Jude Ilo, with Chude. I'm one of, I mean, a lot of these poems broke my heart. And... I'm not even, I'm neither married nor even have kids or any level. But I mean, I do remember, I mean, I've lost my father, you know. And I think it was a very strange, I mean, this reminded me of that. So I don't want to talk about my pain because there's so much to talk about here. Um, this is the poem, this, you know, everything is nothing. Is the poem that I thought, oof, this one was hot, tough. Um, in the silence of my heart, I feel a loud emptiness. Uh, in the beauty of the stars, I see only lost dreams. In your absence, I feel incomplete. Where do broken hearts go? Will I ever heal? Will this, you know, uh, hearts ever mend? My broken heart is my lifelong companion. You know? And I remember, I mean, I remember you telling me, um, I mean, this, this book, for those who are, is uh, uh, Cassier, Cassier, Lost Love and Life, is, is a tribute to your daughter, um, who you lost when she was... Two and, oh, and a half. Two and a half years. And, um, I mean, I know, I mean, as much as you can share, how did you, I mean, as much as you can share, how do you lose, that people can get the context of where these poems are coming from? Yeah. Okay, so, so um, 2016... Yeah. March 2016, I lost my father. Yes. Uh, and we buried him in May 2016. Shortly after he was buried, my mom had a stroke. Mm -hmm. uh, they had been married for 52 years. Mm. And they were best friends. Mm. And I, I now went back to go and see mom 
And I spent five days with her in the hospital where she didn't say a word to me. Mm. Uh, I was really scared we were losing her. Mm. And you know, I'm from Achi, you know, Juriva, local government of Enugu State. So where we come from, it is seen as taboo for a woman to die or a partner to die when the partner is still in active mourning of, of, so mom was still wearing her mourning, uh, mourning clothes and we we're thinking maybe we should do the ceremony so she can remove it just in case something happens to her because at that point, yeah, you know, but she recovered. She recovered. Thank God. Every year in the last Sunday of August, mm -hmm. my parents do what they call the family birthday, mm -hmm. which is the anniversary of their wedding. Mm -hmm. And dad and mom told us that even if they're not there, it has to be a family tradition. Mm -hmm. In 2016, my mom was going to celebrate it, celebrate it for the first time in 52 years, alone. Right. And so she told me she would love for the kids to come. Mm -hmm so that we can all be together. And I also felt that seeing the kids after what she went through will also help her recovery because she was constantly doing video calls with them then mm. when she started recovering. Right. And so because of that, uh, my five-year-old and my two-year-old and a half, we bundled them into the car and we drove down to Enugu on a Saturday, uh, which was the 27th of August. Mm. And then on the 28th of August, we, have, we had our family birthday. Mm. Uh, then we went to the village to visit Dad's grave mm -hmm. and prayed as a family, informed him that, you know, we're keeping the tradition like he requested. And then we came back to Enugu and had what we call our family meal. And after the meal, we were reviewing events, you know, trying to settle whatever. Mm -hmm. And my wife then comes downstairs and says, Where is Tasha? And everybody was like, Oh, she should be upstairs. She said, No, she's not upstairs. Earlier in the day, the kids had gone to swim. Mm -hmm. There's a swimming pool. Uh, so after they finished swimming, the place was locked up. Mm. And we all, they all went up to watch TV. The older ones went to have a, a conversation. So she goes like, no, she's not upstairs. So they were like, ah, she should be somewhere around. So they were looking, you know, they said looking for her. And after some people said, I can't find her. So because the swimming pool was locked, nobody was even thinking of that place. Of that. And we continued with our conversation. And then the scream came. The scream came. Um, I remember it like it was yesterday. My mom's, my wife screamed, sweetie, your daughter is in the pool. And then all of us raced to the swimming pool. And she was there, she was floating. So they pulled her, pulled her out, we started doing CPR. But the moment they gave her to me, and she was gone. And, you know. I couldn't process it. It was one minute she was there, the next minute she was lifeless. So the whole family, you, you know, everybody went berserk. I was screaming. People. I wasn't screaming. I was numb. I was numb. I was numb because 
At that moment, I was worried about my wife and my daughter because I knew how close she is to the mother and how close she was to the sister. Mm. So they, they took her to the hospital. I didn't go with them because I felt I needed to stay with my, my wife, my mm. daughter, and my mom, who was also there just recovering yes, from... and screaming and asking God to take her life instead and mm. all that stuff. So they took her to the hospital. They tried everything. So by the time we came, mm -hmm. she's been confirmed dead. Wow. But they said they were going to keep her the whole night. You know, just, just in, in case. Um, and then I remember my wife telling me, oh, you know, she gets cold easily. You need to cover her. Mm. So I took off my shirt and uh, covered her. And we went home. And the next morning, I asked them, did she wake up? Mm. And they said, no. So at that time, I had to do what every father had to do. I had to start making burial arrangements. But that was a much tougher conversation. Mm. My five-year-old comes up and says, Tasha is not back. She was there when we were crying, when we were screaming, but somewhere in her mind, We've gone to the hospital, and when you go to the hospital, then you come back, and you're fine. And she says, Tasha is not back. When is she coming back? I think that was the most difficult conversation. So I had to explain to her that her sister is never coming back.